Hello and welcome to Yadi Yadi Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the manga of the anime of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Beloved Baseball Monster. And with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks Oglesby, aka Big Mc- Big McLarge Huge. There you and go. There we go, I got it. Slab man meat over here. <laughs> Chunk heart thrust. I found that list this week, and I was like, oh, God, I never have to think again. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Like, next week, I'm already Bolt Vanderhude. <laughs> uh, yeah, JoJo. JoJo. They're big guys, right? Yeah. Um, what <laughs> we watched... <laughs> segways. Um, we wa- you're, you're in luck, because you're getting a, a triple threat episode today. Yeah. We watched three JoJo's. Uh, overall, what did you think of them? Overall, it really puts into perspective how filler the car episode was. Yeah. Because this was much better. Really? You I, didn't You didn't care for it. I, I really liked Lovers. I liked that one a lot. That, but I thought, I thought the car episode was more filler than the sun episode. The sun episode is, like, the most filler to me. <laughs> the sun fucking sucked. Um, but... But it had a lot of Joseph in it. It did. Um, it, had a lot of, it had a lot of Joseph saying funny words in English. Joseph said maybe the most the most funny English words yet. Oh, son of the bitch! Son of the bitch is a big <laughs> is a big hit for me. Uh, that was very close to being my nickname this week. <laughs> I I check like the JoJo Wikipedia articles for each like episode after you watch them, and in Araki's uh like discussion of the sun he was like well um it's already called the sun so i thought that would be pretty good for a stand and also <laughs> i wanted to do an episode where it seemed like the villain was very powerful and you were like oh no they're gonna fight him for four weeks and then they just win immediately good it's great great job um but first it's the lovers and this was very good to me it, it wasn't it wasn't good to look at the stand it was top, bottom three best episodes to look at. Yeah, but I enjoyed um, the things that happened in it. I really enjoy how any time that they introduce a villain with any kind of charisma, mm-hmm. they fucking bend over backwards to make them still alive at the end of the episode. Yeah, like the next guy. Oh, um, I'm just going to tell you this now. Did you did you look anything up about the Sun episode? No. Because remember how they say, like, we don't even know the villain's name. Uh, his name is canonically Arabia Fats. Yeah, I'm fucking obsessed with it, dude. Because there's the Standmaster page, and yeah, even later in the episode, they're like, oh, I wish we knew his name. And it's like, I fucking wish you knew his name, too. Because it's Arabia Fats. I didn't know they showed that. I thought it was just, it still said, like, question mark when they showed it. Oh, no, no, I was losing my fucking mind last night. (laughs) What's better, Arabia Fats or Dan of Steel? They're both so good. (laughs) Okay. So this one starts, and they're in, like, a fucking 1600s London carriage with, like, right. ornate... There's, like, doves carved into it and everything. I don't know. Well, one thing you gotta know about horses is that they sway less than camels. Oh, yeah. Because they, their right and their left leg, their front and their back kind of move at the same time, yeah, so it reduces to, sway. Yeah, you have to, you, like, go with the flow, as they say. If you have a camel-drawn carriage, it's gonna be going all over the place. Yeah. Um, are we still in Pakistan? Yeah, they they went to Karachi. Okay. Which, as we know, is in Pakistan. And then uh, Joseph wants the hamburger of the Middle yeah, East. Yeah, um, so they're in their, like, fucking extravagant carriage. I, like, it starts with them on the carriage, and if, if like, 
I think in the last episode it ended with um whole horse stealing their jeep. Yes. So this one is the the narrator is just like they found a carriage. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um. So Joseph, he's like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to buy something for my friends. And, oh, I think I'll have some donor kebab. And then the narrator says, donor kebab is the hamburger of the Middle East. <laughs> um, so I have to ask you, was, is, is what happens now racist? Well, <laughs> as the big racism expert, I guess. <laughs> I don't know enough to like. Uh... I mean, I'm. You've seen me, me white. You know this. <laughs> um, it didn't strike me as great. Yeah, I just have uh oh written down. Yeah, it was because it was all. It was very like Orientalist in terms of like this. They have weird pers- dollars of amounts. Yeah, so Joseph, he goes up to this uh, donor kebab, and he's like, hello, I would like five donor kebab, please. And the guy's like, that's 1,000 yen, which I'm very glad he, like, he automatically knew this um, British-American man would would be purchasing his kebabs in yen. (laughs) Yeah, and they call 1,000 yen unspecific and confusing. Yeah. So then we get, like, some fucking, like, art of the deal shit for, like, five minutes. I do appreciate that it is sort of styled in the like an anime battle. Yeah, it's like they're a, kind of yelling prices at each other, it's and it's a, very it's, good. And then the the narrator he's like, "Right now, I will tell you the art of haggling. Like the first thing you do is is you lowball them, and then yeah. you make them come up, and blah blah blah. And it's just him and this stand guy. Well, the guy running a stand who's also a stand master, yelling right. prices at each other until they agree. At, it, it's like four fifty is what they agree on, and then." Um, this Joseph. is also just like Iraqi did just get conned in Pakistan. Yeah. So Joseph- like this, the narrator talks for a long time about how in Pakistan it's not seen as bad to trick foreigners, even if they're nice. Yeah. yeah even um, the guy, he's like, "You're a foreigner, but I'll be nice to you." Anyway, uh, Joseph is like, "Wow, four fifty yen! Like, what a steal!" And then the shop owner is like, "Haha, I usually charge one fifty for those." Isn't that? Can great? I say? Okay, so I was doing, like, the yen to dollar conversions, Mm -hmm. um, and Joseph, at one point, asks for a 250 yen pack of five hamburgers. That's, like... Joseph (laughs) Joseph wants to eat a 44-cent hamburger. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Like, his... His gang already has dookie problems. The the 80s were a different time. You could buy a lot more back then for much fewer yen. I'm not gonna eat a 44-cent anything made out of meat. I mean... If tomorrow McDonald was like <laughs> to try our two, our new 44 cent garbage, I'd be like, all right, like I'll try. Yeah, it. you're right. I was lying before. No, because then they'd be like, if you buy our 44 cent garbage, you can get any size Coke for a dollar. And I'll be like, all right, whatever. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't have anything to do tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but they, we don't get to see our friends eat their delicious hamburgers of the Middle East because Enyaba, remember her? She's. She's not tied up anymore. She's just in the back of the carriage, and her eyes yeah. are wide open. She wakes up, and she starts exploding fluids everywhere again. Uh-huh, which... She's just a wet, wet lady. I mean, which is, like, we're used to that by now. That's what she does. But then, um, veins, like, ACDC's, like, finger veins just, right, like, explode. like, some vein worms like, out of her eyeballs. out of her eyeballs and her eye sockets. Yes. And it's, I definitely do not... Was this the episode that Luna said that I wouldn't like to see? I, I think it was, um, no, I think that was justice with, like, the holes, like, the, being stabbed with scissors oh, and, like, holes and everything. 
In any case, bad to see. Didn't care for this one. And you think like, wow, this is really gross and I hate to look at it. I sure hope no one's brainstem gets gets like ruptured or anything. But. Yeah, at least you know, one of my favorite fucking tropes in the world is, hey, let's make ourselves small and go, and go inside the human body. I did, love that shit. I can't believe did I, either of us predict that for this? I don't think so. We should have. Oh, like as soon as they as soon as Polnareff started hinting towards it, I was fucking marking out in my bed. <laughs> um so yeah, uh and Yaba's veins explode everywhere. Right. And the meat salesman starts taking off his disguise and says, oh, hey, I, I'm actually going to be killing everybody now. Yeah. Um, is this when he introduces himself? Right. We, we get, like, a prolonged shot of the worm tentacles continuing to explode out of Enyaba and nobody really caring. Mm-hmm. And then he says his name. His name, he says, uh, what he says is, right. <laughs> he says, uh, my name is Steely Dan, and my stand suggests the card of the lovers. But what uh, Crunchyroll says is his name was, is Dan of Steel, which is the best. Dan of Steel is so fucking good. It is really good. It was also, it was usually when I'm like, oh, his name is Sant Viento. And you're like, yeah, but he, you clearly hear Santana. I never noticed that shit. Mm. But I definitely noticed Steely Dan. Uh, and my favorite thing is like, it's not, like, you would think Steely Dan is just like, oh, that's his like crime name or something. But like. <laughs> They never, like, anytime someone refers to him, they say Steely Dan. They're not like, yeah. oh, Dan. Mr. Dan was my father. Call me yeah, Steely. Yeah, Dan of Steel. <laughs> it's good. Right. Uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't say what his, his stand does yet. Um, and we find out that the exploding veins out of Inyaba's face is Dio planted a flesh bud in her brain. Uh-oh. And as they as they are confirming this, and Yaba is just screaming and leaking everywhere, like my friend Dio would never plant a flesh butt in me. We're good and trusting yeah. friends. So then Joseph is actually like a brain genius for once, and he's like, "No, like, don't you see? Dio actually never trusted you, and uh, he did this the whole time. So tell us what his stand is." <laughs> and meanwhile, fucking Silver Chariot cuts off some worms and then says, "Hey, look, Joseph, the worms are made of Dio." Yeah, because they. Because they sizzle up in the sun and no one cares. Right. Uh, but she's like, no, um, I'm not going to tell you because I'm still loyal to Dio. And then her soul leaves her body and we see it go to heaven. Can you imagine if Dio's stand was Danny? That would be so good. Dude, Jonathan would be so mad. <laughs> Danny is my favorite tarot card. Mm-hmm. It's just the card of Danny. <laughs> And we so we get our first Joseph O oh God of the episode. As, as, yeah, as Enyaba's spirit leaves her body and goes to heaven, <laughs> Joseph goes, Oh God. <laughs> I don't know if that was because she died or if he doesn't know what Dio's stand does. Probably a little of both. It's probably just like, I wouldn't want to touch a dead, wet old lady. Yeah, true. Um, and then something actually good happens is because, uh, like, Steely Dan <laughs> is just, like, talking shit. And then Jotaro punches him, or Star Platinum punches him really hard, and he, like, flies through a store window or something. But uh, Joseph also, like, flies back in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then Steely Dan gets up and he says, you fool, I was still in the middle of my explanation. Right. Which is good There's also, Jotaro tells Dan to stand up, which should, like, definitely be his catchphrase, but he's stupid, so at, he misses at, those at, obvious at things. At the very least, he should have said, stand proud. Right! Right? Can I, t- can I tell you the other day I was like, um, I remembered I had a guitar and I was like, I'm going to learn how to play Stand Proud. And hey. most of it isn't that hard except for the part in the intro that goes, sure. and I, it's not it's good to do. 
because it yeah, sounds, it sounds bad, bad to do. But the rest is very good for me. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, it's it's all it's just a lot of like chugalugging. It's it's really good. I'm 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 into it. I'm I like definitely appreciate it more. Yeah, it's it's still no, a strong number three so far for me. Yeah, but the next um, it, it's I think still good. The next one I think sucks the dick off a dog, but I know a few people like it. So, but the part is it? Are, is like does the Egypt part have a different one, or yeah, is this Diamond yeah, is Unbreakable? Egypt part has a different one. Oh, okay. Because I was I thought Diamond Unbreakable good. Uh, Diamond Unbreakable has like four, and they're all very good. Oh, good, great. Yeah, four or five, which is. Ridiculous, but they probably just did an Egypt one so because they finally realized that they had to take Abdal out of it. Yeah, <laughs> they had to edit him out of the uh, out of the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> but it's still the exact same one. But any, <laughs> but anytime it's like it's like Garfield without Garfield. Yeah, <laughs> Abdal. There's anytime Abdul. Magician's Red shows up, there's just a second of silence. Yeah. <laughs> um. What happens next? Oh yeah, the stand looks like shit. Hey, the sand looks bad. It's like a bug? What is yeah, it? I don't know. It's, it's like when Brooks draws hair across from memory. <laughs> so, um, Steely Dan, he doesn't, like, he's kind of explaining his stand, but not really. Basically, it's like a bug that goes into your brain, and anything that happens to him, like, reflects on whoever's brain the bug is in, but it, like, more. So, like, if he stubs his toe, like, it hurts the other guy's foot really bad, or whatever. Right. And he also spends his time saying, like, my stand is the weakest stand. It's my absolute... stand fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> my stand sucks so bad, and it's a piece of shit, but I'm gonna kill all of you. But he's also very small and can hide in brains, and yeah. it's good to me. So my, my favorite thing is, like, it, it took, like, three times that Steely Dan, he's like, anything you do to me is gonna hurt Joseph really bad, and Jotaro <laughs> still tries to murder him, like, three times. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So, oh yeah. And we also find out that um, somehow a flesh bud was also planted in Joseph's head? I don't know how this happened, but... Well, it left Enyaba's body, and then it took the flesh bud. But remember how Enyaba has had it in her body since, like, she left Dio and did all this shit and, like, went across the world and, like, fought them in a hotel or whatever? Um, Joseph's flesh bud is gonna explode in ten minutes. So I would like yeah. to remind you that the entirety of from now till the end of the next episode takes place <laughs> over the course of nine and a half minutes. <laughs> Just so we know the mm. timelines here. To me, good. Good. Listen, if fucking if Game of Thrones can win an Emmy for Gendry running to the wall and sending a raven and Daenerys getting there in the same day, it's fine. It's mm. good. Um and so yeah, Jotar is fucking pissed. And like I think Jotar like slaps him or something. Well, he starts bleeding from somewhere, and all I can think... This, wait, I don't want us to gloss over the street urchin child. Is that now? Oh, yeah, so Steely Dan pays a kid to hit him in the leg with a broom. <laughs> There's the fucking world's only child street sweep is mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, child, I'll give you a tip if you fucking obliterate my ACL with your broom. <laughs> Please do it. So the kid does it, and then Joseph's just like, oh, my God. And then, like, the kid is, like, laughing and does it again. And then, because we didn't know he was a bad guy, Steely Dan, he's like, I only told you to do it once, and he, like, slaps the kid and he runs away. Dan is the most fucking move-over Joffrey guy that we've had in the series so (laughs) far. Um, And he's also, like, like, he gets hurt, but he's like, uh, I actually love to be body slammed by 100 perfect wrestlers. (laughs) 
is his victory line because yeah. it hurts Joseph, and I love it. Yeah. Um. Oh, I also in the in like, this is still happening. Like Jotaro, uh, like lifts him up by his collar, and he's like threatening him, and this is choking Joseph for some reason. But yeah. at one point, we see like Star Platinum pop out, like about to punch him, and and here I'm gonna make a concerted effort to our viewers. We uh, they apparently they don't like how we say this man's name. <laughs> one of the Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, I think Jotaro's sp- boyfriend. Jotaro's boyfriend, Kakyoin. Kakyoin. I don't know. It's it's to me it's Kakyoin, and that's how I'm gonna fucking say it. So uh, Hierophant Green's master uh, <laughs> is there, and Hierophant Green like pops out and stops Star Platinum from punching. Jotaro's so fucking stupid, dude. Yes. <laughs> Like, in my notes right now, I have worse JoJo written, which I don't know if that will always be true. Mm. But, like, I I don't I, I do I appreciate him. I'm enjoying Stardust Crusaders. But, like, Dan is literally standing there like, better make it hurt. Better kill me in one shot. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay. And my, my, my main question is, I thought uh, Star Platinum's thing was immense speed and precision, but apparently Hierophant Green is fast enough to, like, stop his arm it's like how silver chariot could cut light that one time but then it gets it how, gets how it owned could, by the weakest stand how it could cut like individual like fire and segmented yeah. on its sword yeah um this is just i'm i feel very bad about the fact that this is going to be the third time i bring up game of thrones in 10 minutes but oh thank you for reminding me. i have a game of thrones thing to tell you you go first though great um is is it canceled <laughs> no uh, so <laughs> This is, like, Jotaro is being a Game of Thrones character right now because he's just saying, you hurt my family, and that makes me so mad that I'm going to kill my family. Yeah, it is! He's revenging his his alive grandpa. (laughs) Uh, My Game of Thrones thing is we're doing the Tempest in my Shakespeare class. Hell yeah, dude, Caliban rocks. We have to write, like, a 7-10 to page paper um, for our final, and you know it's gonna be all about Caliban. Dude, but, Cal- dude, Caliban's the fucking star. Caliban's so fucking good, dude. But anyway, the teach- the professor is like, oh, this is, like, a romance or a tragic comedy, and it's not just, like, sad and happy. It's, like, it means a specific thing. It's more like, um... Like Fuck, the- don't... It gets so bad. She's like, it's, like, <laughs> about, like, the motivations of the characters and, like, themes, like, blah, blah, blah. And then... I, I, I forget. She's like, oh, like, a modern example might be, like, The Princess Bride. Like, that's kind of a tragic Ooh. comedy. And then someone in the class asks, what about Game of Thrones? So the professor says, well, Game of Thrones, for, she goes, well, this is less about, like, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne and more about things like forgiveness and redemption. <laughs> and I felt my brain, like, leaking out of my ears because... I was very angry. The classic comedy of Game of Thrones. Yeah. When Tyrion does drink and knows things. It's so good. It's so tragic and funny. <laughs> Help me, Caliban. <laughs> I, too, wish to be a fish monster. Dude, I got to be Caliban in my acting one community college class. It was extremely good. You did, I hope you hammed it up. Like You better fucking <laughs> believe I hammed it up. I love Caliban. Caliban's so good. Okay. Um... So, my next note that I have here is, when I was younger, poison was placed into my heart. <laughs> yeah, Joseph remembers his fiance. Yeah, his two husbands. 
<laughs> and it never comes up again. He was just like, huh, I have a flesh button in my head. When I was like, young, there was poison placed in my heart once, he but this is different. He thinks when I was young, poison was placed in my heart. Not when I was young, uh, ancient Aztec zombie <laughs> god exploded his own eyes to hit his switch and activate, like, s- slipstream mode or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's good. Um, so, yeah, he's like, so this, like... Now that I have a, like, I, I guess it was like, well, I got poison out of my heart one, so I can get this thing out of my brain. Sure. Because he also says, I'm going to fight the stand inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great collection of words. Mm-hmm. So, um, as, as we mentioned before, uh, we have new stand science this week. Oh, that, right. Um, Kaki, Kokomo explains. Tenma first name basis. Yeah. Uh, explains that stands, because they're just, like, mental energy, they can just get really tiny. And it's but actually harder to make them small. It's, it's hard to make them small. So, uh, Hierophant Green and Silver Chariot get very, very tiny, and they fly into Joseph's ear, and they go into his brain. There's also the stand science that if you have a weak stand, you can control it even hundreds of kilometers away. That That kind of does track. Like certain stands, it tracks like, in the in the sun episode. Like they bring it up again. Yeah, it, like that's true. It's that like either there's like trade offs. So, like right. star star platinum can punch extremely hard, but you have to be like five meters in front of him or whatever. Like star platinum, can't right? Go and I know away. that like like whole horses bullet like can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be close to the gun. And there, later on, there are stands that are like autonomous, kind of that have like really long distances, but you can't like control them like this guy controls the lovers or something right um which is cool but i like it can we talk about how lovers is jazzercising um joseph's brain it's um oh he, also, he hermit should, purples a tv we should mention that they go to like a radio shack and are and the way they can see what's happening inside joseph's brain is because he's hermit purpling a tv right it, is this when like all the people are like oh poor old that's, man that's later but it's okay. very good okay so yeah, he's hermit purpling a TV so they can fly into his brain, and then they get, they, oh, it's like so gross. <laughs> I don't like it. It's not like the funny Futurama episode or the Magic School Bus. They're like, we need to burst through his arteries and get inside. Yeah, and like Joseph's brain is exploding, and he's like, I don't feel very good. Oh, and at, like, we, Yeah, we dude, should, you're hemorrhaging we, real bad. We should mention that, like at, what, like, at one point, they all just run away, except Jotaro, who stays with Steely Dan. Right. We should mention that. So And th- I do like that... Okay, so like they go to the they go to the TV Radio Shack and Polnareff's like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "We weren't just fleeing like cowards." Yeah, we were looking for her TV. You know, right. Polnareff is like, "Yes, um, me too." So, so as this is happening, uh, Joseph is just like on an adventure with Steely Dan. It just seems like Dan kind of wants to hang out with Jotaro. Yeah, but the whole time he's like, oh no, I hope I don't trip over a rock and slam <laughs> my face into the ground and die. <laughs> it would be super bad if I did a fucking backflip into this ditch and twisted my ankle to me. <laughs> Your grandpa would be very dead. <laughs> and, uh, like, I like after all this, I remember liking Jotaro. But, like, after Star Wars Crusaders. But, like, his personality is just, like, punches things. Yeah. And I think it was this, like, it's this episode that makes me like him more. Yeah, he's, this is Jotaro's redemption. Yeah. Um, because Steely Dan just making, like, he's like, oh no, there's, like, a, a path, a, uh, there's no path across this fucking, I don't know, wherever, they, this, like, sewer grate or something. 
Right. And so he tells Jotar to make himself into a bridge. <laughs> There's a bridge 10 feet away, but he's, he's retired and he can't. Yeah, he can't. So he's like, no. And then Steely Dan says, make yourself into a bridge, you ridiculous asshole. It's good to me because, yeah, it's like, cause Jotaro, before he was just kind of like a punch man, but now he contains multitudes. Yeah, he's, he's a also, bridge. He's also a bridge. He's also a bridge. Very topical reference. Remember that's that song from the the 90s that's like, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover. <laughs> yeah? It's like, I'm a bridge. His stand is lovers. Suggest the lovers. Yeah, uh, dude. Um, that's good. Who are, uh, yeah. Okay, we'll work on it. I liked it. Yeah. So just so, make bridge with body. Yeah. And then Steely Daniel like tap dances on him. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's wiggles are his worst quality. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, wow, this must be... Come on, Jotaro, like, is this all you can do? Like, come on. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what he's doing. Right. Um, and then they get into... Jo- the, like, meanwhile, um, our other guys just get into Joseph's brain. Yeah, and then Joseph says, oh my god, and Polnareff and Kakuen are like, I'm tired from making my small boy. Yeah, and then, and then they, see, they, they see the, the lovers stand there, like, like kneading bread out of his brain. Yeah! And making the evil sound yeah. that all the stands do. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, that's that episode. Good episode. Uh, well, good episode. We'll get into the next one, but first, let's... Ah, ch- oh, shit, I have to open the Patreon page. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, p- what people pay for it. Patreon.com slash PostGamerThrones. Um, at the $5 tier, you get shoutouts and episodes. You can have us read a message. At $10, you get special user status in the Discord, and... Uh, you can be uh, involved in our live stream. Hey, that's tonight. Yeah. We're going to play Jackbox 4. Kim is excited. Kim will be there. We're going to play monster sexting. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have my friends from online sext my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> For only $10 a month. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, Let's see. This week's special user is... I don't know if... I should really probably keep track of who I've picked so far. It's good. Uh, Caroline Savage. Thank you, Caroline. Thanks, again, Caroline. Again, I like um, when people use their real names, but I also means that I don't know who you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you're called like Dog Cum in our chat, like I don't know who you are. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you very much. Thanks, thanks, Caroline, and th- also thanks, Dog Cum. Uh, we also have a message this week. We have a, we have a couple messages lined up. We're actually backed up. Really? Yeah. What else is new? Am I right, fellas? Uh, oh, well, no. Because <laughs> for me, it's the opposite. It's, okay, it, it yeah, that's stop. right. Cool. Um, this week's message comes in from Luna, friend of the show. We were on fear baiting. And Jason yeah, did not take Manhattan. Yeah, he this, didn't. This is this is like, you know, um, I saw a tweet earlier today about the thing that's like, uh, to explain like homestuck fans docs drill yeah to your dad would be impossible this is like this message is that to me i would love to explain that to your dad (laughs) oh no (laughs) uh so so is this guy your friend uh (laughs) i don't know why my dad almost turned into obama like he doesn't talk like that (laughs) anyway this message says uh you know i had to turn into dark applier 2 colon hashtag forbidden knowledge colon lunartruths.com fuck you listen to fear baiting 
<laughs> Didn't we read an actual fear baiting ad early on? Yeah. I'm really glad that the show's already regressed to that. <laughs> to, to fuck you, listen to my other <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing yeah, thanks, thanks, Luna. Uh, listen to fear baiting. It's good. It's very scary. It's, it's so scary all the time. <laughs> I can't listen to it by myself. <laughs> uh, Lovers 2. Lovers 2. Sorry. Oh, scratch um, my back. Dan thanks Shotaro for being a good bridge. Mm-hmm. But now he's and like, then says, hey, scratch my back. Yeah, this one wasn't even like, his other things are like tricks or like ways to hurt Jotaro. This is really just like scratch my back, wasn't it? Like, and it, it does, it gives, Jotaro gives his grandpa accidental back tickles. He gives his, his he gives his grandfather back ASMR. And like, <laughs> and this is when, this is when the crowd shows up. It's mm-hmm. formed around Kakuane and Polnareff and Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, and I uh, very much want to, to make it clear that to this audience of non-stand users, they're watching an old man yell at a picture of a brain on TV. I don't even know if they can see the brain. Cause it's like, <laughs> so it's an old man with like his hands up against a glass window of an electronic shop and like two extremely tall teenage, well no, Polnareff's probably like 22 or something. Right. You know how 22 year olds look? It's <laughs> a normal 22 year old. But yeah, it's a, and Joseph is just like screaming, oh my god. And all these people, these people, they're like, oh, like, I know what it's like to have a relative like that. <laughs> Please <laughs> have, like, I'll spare you some change. Like, it must be so hard for you. Yeah. So then, uh, someone, w- one of them is just like, hey, uh, let me buy this TV. <laughs> Which is good as opposed to, you would think they would just, like, smash the window and steal it or something because they've already committed so many crimes, but. Yeah, and Joseph does have infinite money, so. Yeah, as we learn in the next episode. Right. Art fucking art of the deal part two. <laughs> I fucking love Joseph, dude. He's so good. Um, I have a note here that I don't understand. Hit me. I don't even. If, it says if only Hierophant Green, and then I don't know what I wrote. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, they what happens? They, the stands make it through the blood vessel to the brain stem, and there are tentacles everywhere. And um, we see that the stand is needing all of uh, Joseph's brain cells to feed to the flesh bud later, and it looks very bad. And oh, okay, I think I know what it was. It, uh, remember? Um, do you remember when we first met Kakuane? What his he how he used Hierophant Green? Um, well, there was the painting, and Joe Tara fell downstairs, and then Hierophant Green. No, I really don't remember. Remember when he like mind controlled a nurse? Oh, that was bad. Wouldn't it be good if he mind-controlled Steely Dan to remove the lovers from Joseph's brain? It would be really good if that's the power he kept instead of Emerald Splash. It would be really good if he ever mind-controlled anyone ever again, but it doesn't happen. Anyway, that's my do you note. Think, do you think... What memories do you think Joseph lost when he was needing his was, brain cells? I was thinking this, because like this thing is just like chomping his brain cells away, which right. they clearly say... So so now Joseph has no memory of the time that he liked to look at his mom's ass. This is when he be- he he forgot that he was British, and this is when he became fully American. <laughs> and he also forgot about his Nazi apologia, so that Brooks can fully like him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely. You say, uh, hey, uh, wait, did you, Joseph? Did you mention um, you had poison in your heart? Yeah. 
Did you mention climbing, uh, like, Hell Climb Pillar? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Did you mention when a Nazi gave you a robot arm? What? Huh? Okay, good. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Steely Dan. That's weird. Now I only have double the memory of how much I love Caesar, and I think about it all the time, and Brooks thinks about me thinking about it all the time. <laughs> about Joseph's fond memories of Caesar Zeppelin? Yeah. It's good to think about. He's so good, dude. What did he have on his face? I want to know. He he just looked like that. <laughs> like, it wasn't makeup, because when it shows him as a kid, he still has it. I know. Remember when Caesar's dad's name is Mario, and he gets killed by the Pillar Man? <laughs> the, <laughs> Mario Zeppeli's Odyssey was very short. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... Hierophant Green fires an emerald splash inside of Joseph Joestar's brain. Yeah. This happens. Um, If you fucking showed me this at the end of Battle Tendency, I would have no fucking idea what was happening. But, like, his brain is fine. Like, it doesn't damage his brain for whatever reason. Does it hurt um, the lovers? Like, I forget. It, like... So, like... Oh, this is the point where um, Silver Chariot tries to grate the lovers and then accidentally makes more... And then Hierophant Green says, who are you talking to? I'm the real Hierophant Green. Oh, yeah. Like, so lovers can fucking disguise itself as other people, and this only happens once. And, like, honestly, kill both Hierophant Greens. <laughs> one one Hierophant Green tells only lies. One tells the <laughs> truth. You only have one bullet. <laughs> what do you do? Make both of them hit you with Emerald Splash, and the one that hurts is the fake one. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, as this is happening in Joseph's brain, like, I think Steely Dan just does some other shit to Jotaro. He's like, lick my shoes or whatever. And then that's when Dan finds Jojo's journal, which has a log of transgressions. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Like, stop looking smug. And Jotaro's like, I'm writing down, I have a bad memory, so I'm writing down all the things <laughs> you're making me do so I can pay you back for them later. It's so good. It just has like, kicked me, punched me in the gut, walked <laughs> yeah. on like a bridge over a dirty river. <laughs> it's good. Um... So that, like, for, like, a brief minute, Steely Dan, he, like, has fear on his face, but he's like, wait, I have an idea. Use Star Platinum to steal. Oh, okay. yeah, right. This is when they're in the jewelry store. So they go to the jewelry store, and they're just, like, looking around, and Steely Dan, he's like, hey, I, re I think it was, like, a bracelet or something. It looks stupid. Yeah. But he's like, I really like that bracelet. He's like, hey, uh, Jotaro, use Star Platinum to steal that bracelet, or I'll say you're shoplifting, or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, what it. would you do, Jotaro, if I did that? You'd hate it. So he does that, and then Jotaro has, like, as soon as the bracelet, like, gets into Jotaro, like, Star Platinum gives it to Jotaro, Steely Dan's like, hey, this guy's Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking move over, Joffrey. <laughs> Which is, like, very funny, actually. I do, like, this This shopkeeper had some kind of fucking insurance fraud going on or something, because <laughs> Jotaro is by the door. Mm -hmm. With nobody behind him. And the shopkeeper runs away while shouting, Hey, stay there. Yeah. And then three burly men come out, still leaving Jotaro's exit completely open. Though I do want to mention there was, like, a really cool transition. It's, like, of Steely Dan. Like, like as this is happening, Steely Dan steals, like, a necklace, and he, like, slides it off the table. But as he slides it, the screen, like, wipes to outside. And yeah, that was they, good. like, throw Jotaro to the floor. There's one in part four that is, like, fucking legendary. It's so nice. good. And it's pretty early on, I think. Nice. Anyway. So, yeah, then these guys just, like, beat the shit out of him. They're like, back where I'm from, you cut off a thieves' fingers for stealing. But since you're only a regular 17-year-old teenager, we'll take it easy on you. Usually for revenge, we we lose one arm and one leg. Yeah. 
So they, like, give him the boots medium style. Right. And then just, like, leave him. Anyway. And then on the ground, JoJo is laughing, actually, about the fun that he's going to have later. Yeah. And then this is the point where the lovers say most 50 fucking times. I, what happens here? I, I like, blank, black. Okay, out. so back inside Joseph Joestar's real human brain, uh-huh. um, Joseph uh, demands that Polnareff withdraw his stand because it's hurting him too much, and Joseph's a good person um, who forgot about his Nazi friend now, and he's an extremely good person now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lovers say, the weakest is the most terrifying of all, as it's, like, multiplying, and it says yeah. most genuinely, I think, 50 times. Oh, and the thing it says, it also says, like, when you learn your own weakness, that's when you are truly strongest. Like, it's good. like that. Anyway. But um, then, um, so then Jotaro's like, hey, jo- Joseph's gonna be fine, Dan. You don't know Kakioin. By now, and then, he's doing And then Dan's like, smart. ooh, you're saying it wrong. Yeah. So then we find out that, oh, there's like a million, uh, the lovers is inside of Joseph's head. Just burped on Mike. Oh. And go. then, um, uh, he's like, uh, Kakiyoin, he's like, hey, by the way, I've been doing this gross shit with Hierophant Green, and I've been, like, making my vines go everywhere or whatever, and I can find out which one is real. And then he does. Right. Um, so then Silver Chariot, like, stabs it in his head, and then Steely Dan's, like, head explodes blood. As, as, as it happens. And then Joseph sends an overdrive into his own brain Joseph, to kill the flesh bud. Yes, the, the the fucking lovers like starts to dig through Joseph's brain to escape. Right. And then Joseph sends overdrive through his mind and blows up the flesh bud in his head. But we That's did learn good. that you can't use you can't hurt yourself with Hamelin. Right. So, so it's fine. Confirmed. Yeah. Um, is this what I I wrote down here? Dan of Steel lick a shoe. He lick a boot. He lick and a boot. like he's like, please, I want. I want to continue living, but secretly he's waiting for lovers to come back. Mm. And yeah, he's just doing all this, like, oh, I'm so sorry, Jotaro, I'll do anything, like, please don't hurt me or whatever. He even does the fun lick, lick, lick thing. Yeah, not... Kind of. He does his best impression. Right. And then the lovers is flying back, but then we we see uh, inside of Dan of Steel's brain, he's like, I'm actually going to make it fly into (laughs) Jotaro, and it will hurt him very badly. (laughs) <laughs> but as it's happening, like, Star Platinum flies, like, flies out and grabs it midair and, like, crushes it. He's a star pinch. And, like, yeah. pinches it and, like, crushes its bones. Because he everything. has excellent eyesight and precise reflexes. Yeah, and Steely Dan does not like this. Now, um, yeah. this is bull- This part's bullshit. Okay. Um, because because Jotaro's like, I'll see... take an arm and a leg. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. It's yeah. just that... Okay, so, like, he'll... Okay, you can live, but I'm going to take an arm and a leg, and also I'm going to. You need to promise that we'll never cross paths again. Joe Jotaro fucking killed the monkey guy without thinking about it. Fucking, he punches everybody to death, but not the evil one who tortured him for an entire day. My, I think it, it was like um, Jotaro knew that he was going to try something. That's, how, That's the only way that it's not bullshit. Because he's a brain genius and knew that Steely Dan would try something, and then he would beat him up very badly. The world's most perceptive 17-year-old boy. Yeah. So uh, he's like, okay, I'll let, you, I'll let you go. And then he does. And then Steely Dan's like, Jotaro, don't move. And he pulls out a knife from nowhere. And he's like, oh, conveniently, like, little children run out from around the corner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I sent my lovers into that little girl's ear. And it's going to go to her brain. And if you do anything, it'll kill her. So stand very still while I stab you in the back with a knife. 
It's a bold move. Tatar turns around. He's like, oh, really? Go ahead and do it. And he's like, what? Nani? And then we find out that Hierophant Green attached its tentacle to the lovers before it flew back, which you did not see as Star Platinum was holding it. Right. It's very sneaky. It's very sneaky. Anyway, Hierophant Green pulls it away. And then Jotaro, uh... He's, Jotaro, Jotaro does say that Dan is truly the lowest scum in history. And then I think the screen goes black, and he says, you can't pay back what you owe in money. Yeah. And then he gets or for 20 seconds. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a good Jotaro moment. The, um... Wikipedia said that in the manga, this, like, him punching Steely Dan lasts three and a half pages. <laughs> Of just him being punched. It's good. He punches him ostensibly to death and then says, here's your receipt and signs his own name and then drops it and leaves. He, si- he signs his name on like his list of grievances and throws it into the wind and walks away. And then it's the episode ends. fucking good to me. It's really good. <laughs> like it kind of sucks, but it's also very good. It's in terms of Jotaro, I'm going to say it's probably one of the coolest things he ever does. Yeah. Because I can't imagine. <laughs> he usually tries to get other people to do, say cool things. Right. But no one was around to witness it. So as far as everyone else knows, this never happened. And this is, this is in my notes where it's where I said, Ow, wow, this really puts into perspective how villain of the week the car guy was, leading yeah. us into our next episode. Mm-hmm. Our next episode, The Sun. Um, where are we now? Oh, I, uh, great job here. We, we begin this, ep- this episode fucking in medias res. Yeah, like, look at him go. Like, wow, look at these storytelling techniques. But it's just like we see the same exact shit later. It's so just like, Joseph being sweaty and being like, oh, we fell for it. Yeah, they're in like a desert and the sun's very hot and there's like a water bottle is exploded and they're like, oh no. And then the song plays. Um, so there, where are they? Abu Dhabi? Well, they cross the sea to avoid political instability in Iraq. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they I start mean, so- in. They're in the lobby of the United Arab Emirates, and yes. Polnareff's trying to fuck immediately. So they're in, Polnareff's trying to fuck a white lady the, in the the UAE in, like, a car dealership. And I, this was, it was supposed <laughs> to be, like, a Rolls Royce or something. Right. Like, they don't show you, they just, like, they show Joseph signing a check, and it just says, like, all you can see is, like, 5,000 whatever. Like, you don't see the, the first number that matters. But anyway, they buy, like, a really fancy car. And everyone's like, um, there's, we're gonna go out and there's like sand everywhere. Shouldn't we get like an off-road vehicle? And Joseph is like, don't worry, I'm a brain genius. <laughs> I've crashed three planes. Come with me. They did, they do pretty, I'd like that just, at some point, Jotar brings that up and Joseph just like gets mad, but nothing happens. Yeah, it was right, it was right after that because Joseph wants to get a Cessna to pilot them through the desert. Yeah. So, so they're driving in the car and talking about like, wow, like, uh, this place, like every, everyone's so rich and the buildings are huge and everything. And Joseph's like, yeah, only 20 years ago, it wasn't like this, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he also says like, just one of these houses in Japan would cost four to five billion yen. So now like we, he is a real estate expert, but he's also, doesn't he hate Japan? Well, the, the lovers just, they took out all the racism. Oh yeah. Um, I, I saw some. Uh, some tweet the other day that was like well, like it's in Japanese because that's like who it was made for and by but like right. what language is everyone supposed to be speaking in this you because know, like it's a good question because we have two Japanese guys a French guy and an American guy but they're going all over like the Middle East I don't know it's it's good it's good 
So yeah, they're driving and Joseph, he's like, oh, my, our, our best plan is to like stop and get a Cessna and drive across the desert. And Jotaro's like, you crashed three planes in your life. And Joseph just goes like, Ugh. and then they keep driving. Yeah, then they go to the camel store. So yeah, they go, they go to like this outpost and there's some guy there with a bunch of camels. And they're like, hello, we'd like camels, please. And the guy's like, oh, they're very expensive. And they're, he's like, please take my car. And everyone fucking hates it. Everyone flips out. And even the guy's like, that's like way too much for camels. And, and Joseph, Joseph says, in the interest of fairness, we'll also take two gallons of water. Yeah. So uh, Joseph explains that uh, here they don't trust money. And also this guy couldn't take a check. So he's going to he's going to trade a fancy car. Right. You know, he couldn't get like a Honda. Right, it was fucking, he literally says something like, they don't understand cash, or trust cash, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, the guy's like, okay, whatever, and they trade their, their fancy car for, like, four camels or whatever. And then we just got, like, a ten minute montage of, like, Joseph trying to explain what camels are and how to ride them. It's really good, because when he's trying to ride the camel and it's bad, there's, like, this fucking Angry Beavers music playing. <laughs> uh, it's and, very good. So... The whole time, Joseph, he's like, oh, don't worry. Like, we'll get camels and we'll ride them. And then eventually, Polnareff's like, have you actually ridden a camel before? And Joseph says, yes. Well, no, but I've seen Lawrence of Arabia three times. <laughs> he's, no, he says, I've seen the very long film, Lawrence of right. Arabia, three times. And I only fell asleep during it twice. So, yes, I know how to ride a camel. But it's funny because he doesn't. Hey, I have like, a question. Yeah. Where do you think a camel's cum is stored? Um, in the legs. Okay, thanks. So, so, there's, like, this weird, like, comedy shot of, like, Joseph is off camera, and you hear, like, fucking plates crashing, and, like, glass exploding, <laughs> and him, falling like, falling into room closets and shit. Of him, like, trying to wrangle this camel, while the other three just, like, look at him stone-faced, and, like, roll their eyes. And it was, yeah. like, actually kind of funny. It was, it was a classic comedy bit. Yeah. But, um, eventually, he's like, oh, you have to feed the camel... And then it'll go down, you can get on top of it. Oh, no, but first it licks his face, and he's embarrassed, but he's like, it's actually very good sunscreen. Yeah, it's good to me. I, did I, love, to, I love to be licked by 100 camels. <laughs> um, this isn't spit, it's victory sunscreen. Yeah. So, oh, and this whole time, every once in a while, someone's like, for some reason, like, I feel like someone's, I feel like I'm being watched. Uh, and then another one will be like, yeah, now that you mention it, like, I think someone's watching us. I feel, I feel like strange. there's an invisible mirror cart behind us. So, which, and then after that, Joseph's like, don't worry about it. They're in the middle of the desert. You can't see anyone here. Star Platinum. What do you see with your Star Platinum eyes? And he looks through the binoculars and doesn't see anything. So it's fine. It's good. As like ominous music is playing. So, you know, nothing's going to happen there. And the sun is broiling above them and it looks like everybody's insides where it's just fucking molten lava. Very unnatural. The the sun is only 20 feet away above everyone's head and it looks gigantic. And it's going. (laughs) Anyway, they're like walking through the desert and they're like, wow, it's very hot. And Joseph is like, well, it's it should be nighttime soon. It won't be so hot then. And he looks at his watch. He's like 8 p.m. Oh, God. Uh, Jotaro, what does your watch say? 8pm, and the sun's still blazing. And it's now 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, I I had to look it up. Mm -hmm. 60 degrees Celsius is 140 degrees. Um, Hey, so it's a good thing that uh, Emerald Splash saved the day. Yeah. (laughs) So they, they, they figure out, like, oh, this gigantic sun must be an enemy stand. 
so uh Kakuan, he's like don't worry about it i'll use emerald Splash." so he does that and like the sun like reflects it or something and shoots fireballs at everything and kills like two camels and it yeah they all fucking they tell Kakuan, they're like hey could you please withdraw um Hierophant Green from the sun, please. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, y'all mind if I... <laughs> Emerald, Emerald Splash? It gets owned a fucking immediately. <laughs> like, everything dies, and he gets, like, pierced with, like, molten emeralds. Uh, and th- But one funny thing that happens is Joseph sees the canteen that got a hole in it, and he says, oh shit. Yeah, it's very funny. There's a hole. I forget when he says son of the bitch, but he does say that. So. Oh, it's later. Okay. Um, this is also the point where they see the, that the sun was rising in the west, mm-hmm. and that's when they realized it was a stand. So then we get the standmaster page, and it says, Arabia Fast, standmaster. <laughs> it's very good. So fucking good, dude. Um, also, it, yeah. I don't... Do you understand how this worked? The... He was in, like, a cart or something. I, but, like, the... That makes complete fucking perfect sense. I get that. Yeah. So, did the sun stand block out the real sun perfectly until it went down and then nobody noticed the second sun coming up? I don't know. I remember specifically watching this episode again. I was like, I really need to pay attention this time because the first time I watched it, I had no fucking idea what happened. And especially later when Star Platinum, like, throws the rock and cracks the mirror. I thought they were trapped in, like, a dome or something. I thought it was going to be some Truman Show shit. Yeah, like, they were inside, like, they were contained in something the whole time. Because there was, there was even, like, some references to that. It seemed like they, because at the beginning of the episode, um, Joseph calls this a dreamlike city. And they write, they go to this town that's written in pen on the map. And it says, yeah. like, Yarp line or something like that. And I looked it up, and the first result is from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So I don't think it's an actual place. <laughs> uh-huh. But then it was just, nope, there's a second sun that nobody noticed. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's best not to, to dig into that. Yeah, I, it's fine. If, it's if it good. feels like we're breezing through this episode, because it fucking doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just poking holes. Yeah, as, as uh, we're known to do on iTunes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Please send us a review. Um, so yeah, I, Joseph says something about, like, he can't use his best technique. Isn't that running away? Yeah. Yeah, so you can't do that because the sun's very hot. So I think what happens is Star Platinum, like, punches the ground and makes them, like, a shelter that they can hide in. Right. They're, so they're behind the one rock, and they're also all still in their full fucking uniforms. Take your fucking jacket off. I mean, off. a couple of them were wearing, like, I, I don't know exactly what they are, but they were, like, two guys were, like, dressed for the desert. And then, like, Joseph's still just in his school uniform. I mean, Jotaro's in his school uniform. Right. Oh, yeah, and this is when, so Joseph looks out uh, with his binoculars, he peeks out from under yeah. the rock, and they get snapped in half, and he says, son of the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very good. And then they, so then they start hallucinating, and there's this weird, like, Beavis and Butthead do America thing. They, they have, they have, like, a bad trip sequence, and everything gets all, like, hazy and confusing or whatever. And then Kakyoin laugh. Kakyoin laugh, Polnareff laugh, Jotaro laugh. And Jotaro laughing is, like, such a cursed image. It's real bad to look at. It was bad to see. Um, so then Kakyoin's like, hey, there's a funny rock out there. Yeah. And the whole time, Kakyoin, he's like, okay, okay, old man, let me explain this to you. Do you see that rock over there? Like, yeah. Do you see that other rock over there? Yeah. Don't you get it? And I'm like, no, I don't. I know. It made, Kakyoin made me feel really bad. <laughs> he's like, he was like, you don't deserve to be my grandpa, Joseph. <laughs> if You're not a real Joestar if you don't think this is hilarious. 
Um, I was like, I'm a real, I'm a real Joe star. And I like how the whole time, uh, Joseph, he's like, I'm like the experienced one. I have to have a cool head and figure out how to get out of this situation. And all that happens is star platinum throws a rock. Right. And it breaks a hole in the air and then it immediately becomes nighttime. Yeah. So it, it like, he throws a rock very far and it like cracks something and then it becomes night. And I think someone's like, it didn't become night. It's been night this whole time. And they go look and it's like a fucking guy in like a weird cart that was covered with a mirror on the front. So they couldn't see him because he was reflecting the sand and he had an air conditioner and water in there and everything. It looks like the fucking chunky guy from the control freak from Teen Titans. Okay. It's a little chunky boy. Okay. I get that reference. It's a deep Uh, pull, but um, that's what he reminded me of. And then it just says the sun retires. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And then, uh... Like, I don't know if this was supposed to be commentary or what, but Jotaro's like, that stand was really strong, but once you figure it out, it's actually pretty stupid. Yeah, it seems like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much... They're like, okay, that was it. He was. They were tailing us in a big mirror cart, and, um... Walk like an Egyptian. That was it. Yeah. Um, did you watch the post-credits for the next Holy episode? Holy shit! Because you finally get to see where that panel of Kakyoin just screaming "ah" in bed it's is from. So good. So all you say, it's 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 usually like a montage of shots, but this one is just it's just sleepy Kakyoin, and there's a crying baby, and it makes him scream. Yeah, Kakyoin get alimony. <laughs> I, the next two episodes are very spooky. That's why um friend of the show Luna might might be on them depending on when we record. Oh yeah, it's Luna TV's fear baiting. Yeah. And and you'll finally uh I'm just to spoil a little bit, have you seen the the header of our Tumblr page? The baby stand thing? Baby stand, yeah. Baby that's, stand, that's yeah. That's next episode. Great. So the mysteries excited will find, about this baby. The mysteries will finally be revealed. It's a spooky episode. Ugh. So yeah. Be prepared for that. <laughs> it'll be good because it'll be the episodes that I watch while I'm with my family for Thanksgiving, so I'm already gonna be very stressed out. <laughs> um let's see questions. Yeah. Uh, you can send us a question at yare-boys.tumblr.com or email us at yare-yare-boys at gmail.com. Uh, let's start with this one from, oh, Tumblr user positive stress. Huh. So you know it's going to be good. Right. To me, good. Um, okay. A uh, one. I've been doing some brainstorming and maybe Centerfold's thing with the rain was because Hanged Man was jumping from raindrop to raindrop and cutting them. Hmm? No, yeah, that checks out. Possible. Two, I'm pretty sure JoJo Wiki is wrong about Whole Horse being Hall and Oats. I think it's actually R&B group Full Force who collaborated with Lisa Lisa. It never... Is Lisa Lisa... Uh, Lisa Lisa is a real, like, singer. Did not know that. Yeah, I think she's from cool. the 80s, so... Okay. Uh, part uh, Third one here. My uncle works at Crunchyroll, and he said Sex Pistols will actually be called Cum Cannon. So... Okay. <laughs> I'm really worried with, like, how much of our community and brand has just been associated with, like, come recently. Yeah, I was on, I was recently on Elite Full Restore of the Pokemon podcast, and uh-huh. we talked a lot more about that form of excretion did than you, I thought that we would. Did you uh, happen to scroll through the chat, uh, got Discord last night? No, I didn't. Okay, we, for about an hour and a half, we figured out which Pokemon fucked. Um, okay, so was uh uh a, a lot, but I think uh the last one I, at some point I was like, okay, like let's this is gonna go on forever. Let's just find. I'm just gonna find one Pokemon that fucks. 
Um, and it's Jellicent. So Pangoro. Jellicent. Yeah, Jellicent. Ugh, yeah, Jellicent does fuck. Yep. Um, <laughs> Octillery fucks. Oh, Octillery fucks. You Del- know <laughs> that Octazook is going to be coming out. <laughs> you know Deli Bird fucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Deli Bird's that, like, that dude that, like, he, Deli Bird believes in the friend zone. Yeah. It's like, De- Deli Bird's always, like, bringing presents, like, I would treat you right. <laughs> Does Amoongus fuck? Amoongus, like, um, reproduces, like, cellularly, so. Okay. Well, yeah. Dude, I'm looking at Jellicent right now, and I can't believe how much this Pokemon fucks. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like it's not even a question. Um, let's let's. Surprisingly, well, Gudra does not fuck. Gudra, not not at all. Don't don't never say to me the words Gudra. <laughs> the worst. Um, Tumblr user Siberian Pine asked a question. This one says, after his great bowling victory, uh, the sex number. When is Eddie going to bowl a cool four twenty? Now I like the emphasis on bowl. That's pretty funny to me. Uh, gotta admit. Uh, pretty frequently recently. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't think this is, I think this was more of a, uh, the sport of bowling. I've, I've been breaking the sport of bowling by scoring a lot, <laughs> a lot, be- because, um, when I, bo- when, uh, I play a bowling game, you know, like school and work, I get very stressed <laughs> and I like to perform very well when I bowl and score 420 pins. <laughs> this is another moment where like, you know how, okay. So if the internet was invented 80 years ago, you know, you would be listening to your grandpa's podcast at some point, just like mm-hmm. out of interest. Mm-hmm. So like in the year 2060, like, like when littlest my, match ed, your grand, your grandchild. My grandkid finds my Jojo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. Right. In the Library of Congress, I and mean, like they, they by, like they're gonna play this shit at my wake. By then, we'll have super weed grown by like the Antifa super soldiers. So, <laughs> right. Um, thanks. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Okay. I, I feel like what? I heard the word schmacked the other day, and you didn't come from you, and it felt very weird. And that's a that's a thing. Smack City. I know. I just I just feel like schmacked with a with an sh. Schmacked. Yeah. Because I feel like that's that's the that's the Eddie terminology for bowling a cool four twenty. <laughs> I like. I really got to use flavor blasted more. Because yeah, that's, that's very pretty funny. good. Um, Tumblr user Flight Club, Flight Cub. There we Flight go. Flight Cub. Um. Oh, I do want to say. Um. Our recording. Like release schedule, maybe. Well, not release. It'll it might be weird next week because I'm doing Thanksgiving on Saturday. Um, mm. I told Brooks this, but on Thursday, me and Kim are going to be here by ourselves, have the house to ourselves. So we're going to make a little Thanksgiving, like a little bit of the foods. But before that, we are going to go bowling. Go bowling at the alley and score 420 points. Yes, the very possible bowling score and of 420, eat, and, then, and then eat at Thanksgiving. So that's my oh. plans for the holiday. That's a good holiday plan. I like the it is the thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go hang out with my hometown friends that I haven't hung out with since high school youth group. Ooh. And I'm excited for to for them to reckon with the fact that they've been following me on Twitter all these years and they know that I say swears now. <laughs> you say swears and come. 
I say swears and cum a lot. It's very bad. Tumblr user Flight Cub asked a question. This one says, fuck, Mary kill. Loki, Dan of Steel, Johnny from The Room. Now, I haven't seen The Room. I've, I know I've that it's the funny seen, Tommy Wiseau guy. I've never seen The Room either. But, and I haven't seen the the new good superhero movie with Loki Tom Hiddleston in it. Mm-hmm. And I do know that I'm going to be fucking Dan of Steel. Yeah. Dan of Steel is very good. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, I don't know. Okay. What if you have, um, you have sex, you have sexual intercourse with Dan of Steel, but as you're doing it, he puts the lovers in, in your brain. So when Dan of Steel bust a nut, <laughs> you know? No, I don't. Could you elaborate? Like you ex. Oh, you get like a ten times nut. Yeah, you get that big nut. <laughs> you get the first recorded instance of the big nut. Yeah, I mean, you you get one, but it's like you're like, wow, thank you, Dan of Steel. Dude, you know Dan of Steel eats pussy. <laughs> so yeah, I think okay, we'll both fuck Dan of Steel. We're both gonna fuck Dan of Steel. I think I'm gonna marry Johnny from the room because I feel like he just probably like wanders everywhere all the time. Like, and he'll probably if, leave me if alone. If Johnny is like the Tommy Wiseau character, he's just like an eccentric like billionaire or something. Yeah, he probably has money and probably like like I would play Jackbox with Johnny. Like I would have people come over and like, hey, do you guys want to play faking it with me and Tommy Wiseau and four <laughs> other hus- people? My husband, Tommy Wiseau. My husband, Johnny from the room. Like, honestly, the only reason I have to kill Loki is because, like, people are weird about him. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I don't get it looking at him. Mm-hmm. Also, um, my favorite Jennifer Lopez song is definitely Johnny from the Room. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> um, Let's see. Remember, let's, remember uh, when um, Tommy Wiseau uh, was in 1930s Germany and he saw a half person and then said, oh, hi, Mark. That's good. Thanks. Thank you for that one. It's, I feel like, I mean, I'm not really plugged into the fandom, but the fact that Mark was split in half hot dog style is still very funny to me, and I feel like it should be more of a meme. There's, like, three memes that everyone says, and none of them are Mark was split in half hot dog style, and Danny the Alive Dog was killed immediately. I fucking, I can't wait to hear Dio say it was me, Dio, because I see it all the fucking time. He said that in the first episode. He did? Yeah. Okay, I assumed it was like fucking Stardust Crusaders thing. No, but I he says that in the first episode when he kisses Arena. Fuck, he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fuck. We talked about it on the show. That I was like twenty weeks me. ago. <laughs> you don't. You don't remember shit. <laughs> From the first episode, we talked about how like Naruto was a tanky or something like that. Yeah, we did also do that. Yeah, you can go back and watch it now. You don't have to wait. You can see it anytime you want. God, I can't wait. I'm going to watch it right now. <laughs> uh, let's check in with friend of the show, Roy Fuckwarlock. We have a two-parter here. Uh, what if you two were each other's stands? Okay. Like, Eddie is Brooks's stand. Brooks is Eddie's stand. What would your stand name be, and what would your abilities be? I mean, it would definitely be Big Match Ed, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... You, what's a mountain goats thing I know? You would be, you would be, okay, my stand Brooks would be called, uh, my, my, behold the power of my stand, beat the champ. <laughs> Werewolf gimmick. And it's, okay, so 
my stand beat the champ allows me for whatever I'm doing when I activate beat the champ, like I become the best at it. Like as I'm using the power. So like if I'm cooking, like I'll make the best meal or if like I'm playing guitar, like I'll be the sickest guitar player. But as soon as the ability ends, like I get super bad depression. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. That's my stand. That's exactly. I love, I love to have high functioning depression. (laughs) Oh no shit. No, yeah, your um your stand is definitely called a moment of violence. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um you have you have like a this is a little on the nose, but like you have like a big baseball bat uh-huh. and uh you hit people on the tummy with it and it gives them tummy disease. That's good. I like it. I like the it. Thank you. Thanks. Uh part two, if you had to write a research paper, academic think piece, about any aspect <laughs> of JoJo's what would it be, and why would it be? What's the not? What's with the Nazi sympathizing in battle tendency, Iraqi? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my thing with that is like actual answer. I love to be in the social sciences because that sounds very hard, and it involves data that's like big T truth, mm-hmm. and like I don't do that shit at all. Yeah, mine would be like fucking like ACDC and non-normative masculinity performance. Mm-hmm. Hey, all these dogs die a lot. Yeah. Or yeah, like, what does, uh, what would Edward Said have to say about the Orientalism of Joseph Joestar and Stardust Crusaders? Please uh, give me $500 to go to a conference and present this research. Uh, uh, dear Eddie, I really, uh, enjoyed your paper about why didn't Joseph and Wham kiss, but this is your, um, American <laughs> literature class? So if you could stick to the celibus for this one and uh, we'll work. Did I ever tell you how um, in my English one class we had to write a research paper on like somebody's biography, like a famous like fucking like a Mark Twain or a fucking just like a famous biography person. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote mine on um, Ric Flair. Okay. And it was for an honors class, and I will never fucking forget the look on my teacher's face when I showed up and I said, To Be the Man by Ric Flair, and he, I'm going to talk about why he's important. Hey. And what, what, why I cried at WrestleMania this year when he retired, and everybody started clapping. It was so good. Did you get an A? You better fucking believe I got an A. Hell yeah, dude. I got that AP credit. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good one. Uh, Tumblr user Mike Dawson asked a question. This one says, if Yaddy Yaddy Boys or Pigot had an annoying, unfunny Max Fun ad, how would it go? <laughs> oh, shit. Keep in mind the actual quality of the main <laughs> podcast is irrelevant in comparison to the ad's unfunniness. Dude, those ads are so bad. Like, they're... It's, I bet, like, some of the podcasts on there, like, might be fine and good to listen to, but I never want to listen to them because of the ads. I really, and I, you know, I, you know me, I love, I love my podcast that I listen to on there, but holy shit, those are, and like, friend of the show, Zach Cataquax did, like. Kind of like a fucking blood feud. Like, yeah, with, with people who fucking name search their podcasts. Yeah. Um, do we, like, you have to be like, do we, do we be like super serious about it, or do we be like radio, like, like morning zoo radio host like hey Here's guys the, th- the check thing out is yaddy yaddy boys if you like to listen to tough men fighting <laughs> like yeah one of us it's... would like have to sing a song or do an impression or something yeah it would be like i'm eddie Colazzo and it's me dio from jojo's bizarre adventure what the fuck yeah but also if it was like 
I'm, I need us to both reckon with this reality that if we if we did a Pigot ad, we would definitely fucking be doing Littlefinger voice the entire time. And it wouldn't be good to listen to, and nobody would listen to it. It wouldn't. Alternatively, we could be like, Hey, David, did you hear about the new podcast for Maximum Fun? Oh, Dan, did you mean Post Game of Thrones, the official podcast of the books of the show of the George R. R. Martin? There's a funny part where Littlefinger says he made Lysa Aaron come. I can't get enough of this. It's so good. The show has lots of Emmys. Listen to it on Maximum Fun. Or wherever you download podcasts. And it would then, be really bad like that. Yeah. And then it would end with the, like, kazoo theme we used for, like, two seasons. Yeah. So there you go. Also, the audio quality would be bad. <laughs> it would be much worse than a regular episode that we record. It would be 30 seconds of us talking over each other, reading completely different ads. <laughs> My a thing I think about a lot, basically every time I hear one of those ads, it's just, like, the only thing I listen to on Max Fun is Mabim Bam and, like, Adventure Zone. Yeah. Um. So, like, I wonder if the Mabim Bam ads are bad. I, I've I've definitely heard the Adventure Zone one, and it wasn't that bad. Uh. But I am scared of the, what the Mabim Bam ad would be. <laughs> Tumblr user Maxi Bajillion asked a question. Do you think that if Polnar finally gets to take a good, uninterrupted shit, he'll unlock a new stand <laughs> ability? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little. <laughs> Eventually, Polnareff does get a new stand ability. Okay. It does not happen during Stardust Crusaders. Okay, glad so, to hear that Polnareff makes it out. So, you have that little nugget to hold on to. Nice. My favorite thing about it is how... I know, I, 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 will, I will say, eventually, Polnareff gets several new abilities. Okay. <laughs> Which are very good and bad. I just think that when Polnareff finally shits, he's gonna shit out his brain and die. So that's, like, something for all of our, like, listeners who... Like, say you, um, like, fin- like we finished uh, Diamond is Unbreakable and fucking Part 5 still isn't out by then and you decide to read the manga. Just keep in the back of your mind, at some point, Polnareff will show up and get a new stand ability. Terrific. Just remember that. Um, let's see. Oh, we have to end with this from, uh, Tumblr user Ape of Naples. Um, okay. I, I don't remember if, it was on Twitter, I probably like a week ago, uh, a message about Joseph being someone, like, Whole Horse being someone's dad, or Joseph being Whole Horse's dad. Right. Anyway, let me, let me, this is a two-parter, so let me just go through with it. I don't know if this is Jorge Joestar or George Joestar. I'm guessing probably Jorge. Jorge Joestar, because it's J-O-R-G-E. Joestar, it is revealed that Joseph. Jorge, you have to water me. It is revealed that Joseph's dad, George, lived in Spain for many years and spelled his name as Jorge. Okay. English George Joestar equals Spanish George Joestar equals Japanese Jorge Josuta. Whole horse in katakana is. Okay. It's in there. Jorhosu. But why would whole horse have Joseph's dad's name? Uh huh. My theory is that when George was killed by zombies, he was killed with a gun, which he then warged into. Okay. This gun was abandoned for decades until it was found by the man who had become Whole Horse. George, as the gun, possessed him and took him over, only seemingly manifesting as a stand and using an altered form of his human name as an alias. 
This is why Whole Horse has only tried to kill Avdol and Polnareff, as a strong cultural taboo against kinslaying prevents him from harming Jotaro Joseph. In conclusion, Whole Horse is Joseph's dad. Number one, remember kinslaying and how important it is? Number two, yeah, dude, confirmed. 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 Like, yeah. like, uh... As soon as it said in Jorge Joestar, like, yeah, confirmed. Like, yes, confirmed. The Thank rest you. is just icing. Uh, that's this week's episode. Good episode. Good episode. Thank you. Thanks for doing it. Sorry about all the Pokemon fucking. Oh my god, it was Dio. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you just went back and watched it? Kono Dio da, yeah! Yeah, Kono Dio da, yeah. Dude, that's awesome! <laughs> What a good show. Uh, oh, b- before I say the famous catchphrase that I always do, who you got in the Splatfest? Here's I, the- only, I only know it's a Splatfest because I was like, I think I'll check out Splatoon 2 today. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm done with Odyssey more or less, so like uh, I need to start doing other games. It's uh, fantasy versus sci-fi. I'm, my thing is that probably like, sci-fi is probably like better, but like I can't do George like that. Exactly, that was my... If I have a fucking fantasy podcast, like, I think I have to do fantasy. Yeah, I had to side with my boys, so I picked fantasy. And then I lost, like, five games in a row and turned it off into this podcast. Which one is... Which one is Marina on? Marina... I don't know. Because I I don't care for Pearl. I... Yeah. (laughs) I love all my splatlings equally. (laughs) Earlier that day. I don't care for Pearl. I don't care for Pearl. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, If it's, like... One is well. Pearl is always on the left, right? Yeah. So if if that lines up with how the choices were presented, then Pearl is sci-fi and Marina is fantasy. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. But yeah. I I can't be a hundred percent sure about that. Well, in my in my mind's eye, that's how it is, and I pick fantasy. Anyway, we're gonna play Jackbox in like three hours or something. So yeah, we're gonna do play this Jackbox very quickly and then find out about it and then join us at twitch.tv slash Chris Billion. Yeah, it's good. Uh, don't get cooked. Stay off the hook. Don't get cooked. Uh, I'm not owned. You are. This is Bye. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye.